When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome back to the show. Zach is back for our Bears versus the Texans preview. Homecoming for Coach Lovey Smith. Yes, uh, the, the white-bearded wonder, as we all call him now. Uh, former head coach for the Chicago Bears. Um, very similar-looking teams, as we were discussing beforehand. Um, you know, it should be a decently, evenly-matched game, I would think, of comparably where the programs are Texans might be maybe in a quote-unquote worse spot because they had a quarterback that liked massage therapists too much but that's neither here or there oh, no. um 
but oh, no. Zach's back. Um, I'm going to say this now. Make sure you check out his podcast, Inside the Wall USFL Podcast. We're going to tweet at him every day to get Gridiron back. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> um, but check all that out first. But Zach's back. Let's talk Bears-Texans. No more Packers. Bears-Texans. We're moving on. Texans. Going going back to Chicago. Bringing in, the, bringing in the boys down from H-Town. Up here to the Windy City itself. And, as you said... A reunion with Lovey Smith, which, dear God, his beard is beautiful. It is. It's um, glorious. It is glorious. It's like a, I mean, it's just like it's almost like a Santa Claus beard. It is when Except he was, it, yeah, when he was at U of I and he popped it out. Everybody in Champagne was, what? What is that? And then, oh my God, it's glorious. It's beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, he brings that swagger up to him. But I mean, you know, talk about a reunion. I mean, first off, with Lovey Smith, folks. I mean. If you're talking top coaches in the Bears in the Bears history overall, I mean, once you get past the Hallis and then you get past Mike Ditka, it's it's Lovey Smith. He's number three on that list. You know, eighty-one, sixty-three, and one record in Chicago, one Super Bowl appearance. You know, two NFC Championship title appearances, three and three record in the playoffs. Um, it's just. Uh, Sometimes we had great – I mean, we had some of the best defenses in Bears history under his tenure. Um, there's not much else to say. Just couldn't get a ring. And some people will knock him, and including me sometimes, for not enough consistent good seasons, I think, was really one of the two things that you can kind of hold him for. But, I mean, he's in terms of Bears history, he is definitely a top three. He's the third, easily. Yeah, um, and we all and, he, and <clears throat> during his time we saw some of the best defensive players. You had Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, mm-hmm. Peanut Tillman, you know all these guys. Uh, two, two of those guys actually just got nominated for uh, Pro Bowl vo- or for Hall of Fame votes yes. uh, today. So T- Tillman and uh, Tillman and um, oh, sorry Tillman and Briggs that is Owen Crutes actually as well is in yep. that list. Yep. Uh, although that was more of a Jerry Angelo pick from before that time. So I mean, take that as you will, but. You know, I digress. Like, th- this man helped build some historic Chicago Bears defenses. You know, not – I would say they wouldn't match the 85 one, but, like, the 06 D- Bears defense is one that still was one to be reckoned with going in to that su- – to Super Bowl Forty One in Miami. Yep. You know, a lot of people did think that there was a chance it could slow down Peyton Manning and t- get a win just on that alone. Almost. Almost. I still remember that vividly. Uh had Devin Hester on the team, you know, mm-hmm. it's a shame that he's not a Hall of Fame. It's it's sad. Best I, he'll be he'll be soon though. Yeah, I, you know, I think he's gonna he has to go in. Too much of an impact on the game. If he know? had a ring, I think he would have been in already. I think that's what if that I they like hesitant on kick returners being in there. I think Pat mm-hmm. McAfee had voted for Hall of Fame today, which was cool. I think they were talking about that today. Um, that's nice. It's for I the just, media, I like that. Yeah, I just thought of that. Um, but yeah, he had good Bears teams. Um, when you listen to like a like Jay Cutler was a quarterback there, and they traded for him for Denver. They had some. They finally started to figure out how to get a good offense put together there, and they just couldn't stay healthy. Um, and and the NFL, it's not for long, is what people say. And when your defense gets a little bit older, and your offense can't stay healthy, and they get a little bit older. There was that window where he could have gotten a ring, and they just couldn't do it, and that happens. Yeah, it totally happens. Yeah. And 
you you can't be mad about losing to Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, and that that's that's what happened. Um, yeah, they had two. Well, they had two good runs. I mean, that was the first one. The second one, and honestly, you know, looking back, even people pointed out like they were they were maybe one injury away from possibly upsetting Green Bay, and then going to play Pittsburgh in 2011 with well, well, 2010 season going into 2011 with one of the worst historically played offensive lines in Bears history. Yes. <laughs> I think that was something that I learned, and that was when I was still younger. And more, I've, I've, I say that when I was younger, I was more fan-centric less looking at the game mm-hmm. is how I do is how I do it. And, like, looking back at that team, the fact – if they would have even made the Super Bowl, it would have been insane to think about because they were, they were giving up, like, in a ridiculous sack count that season. And the fact that Jay Cutler was taking that beating and they still finished with eleven and five record shows you how good that defense was. First off, second, Mike Martz's offense was okay, but like they had potential there, and they yes. still were making it work. Yep. Oh gosh, I was twenty, twenty-one years old. I'm old. I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. Way to make me feel old on this. I'm but. sorry. I was. Oh, let's see. Twenty eleven. I would have been a freshman in high school. Oh so. God. Pushing 16. Oh, God. But also, we had like five offense coordinators during the end of the run for Lovey. But, you know, good times with Lovey. He uh, built a good Bears program. It was a tough Bears program. No matter who they played, you could beat the Bears, but they earned that win. Um, the defensive stuff he learned from, you know, uh, Gundy and all them and, and Tampa Bay learning that Tampa 2 defense, bringing Chicago, adapting it, really, and people started to mimic it. People still do to this day. I'm sure that you see athletic sure. linebackers dropped in the middle like Brian Urlacher and, you know, all that stuff. And he tried it at Illinois. didn't work. But um, I think people underestimate and, un- and overlook Lovey now because he, he got fired from Chicago going 10-6, and six, which was tragic. Um Goes to Tampa. I think he was trying to overcoach and trying to prove something too much, and it just didn't work. Went to Illinois, tried to get back into the college game. Got us to a um, a bowl game once, but that Tampa two defense doesn't fit in college. It doesn't work. Um, then he yeah. went back to the Texans, and now he's there, and now he comes home, and I think he's the perfect head coach to try to weather the storm of – you know, fingery massage therapist situations that the Texans found themselves in with the quarterback at the Browns. Uh, but I think he's the perfect guy for that. But yeah, coming to Chicago, um, Texans are coming off tough season of their own. They're zero and one. They're zero and one and one. They tied the yeah. Colts. They played the Colts stuff. Who people are high on the Colts, high on the Colts, well, they, and they, they tied them. <laughs> they were high on them. They were. After last week, I think people are uh, putting them at the bottom of the uh, scrap pile with Chicago and Houston. Which is sad. You have Matt Ryan at quarterback and all that. But that's here or there. This is not a Colts show. This is a Chicago Bears show. (laughs) Exactly. I get enough Colts talk living in Indianapolis. I don't need more. I want my (laughs) Bears discussions, please. And that's what I'm here for. But Bears being 1-1, Texans being 0-1-1. They played Colts tough. I mean, they're playing tough. That, that's the thing you're going to see with Lovey Smith teams. Um, and like we were talking earlier, very similar in stats. They're very similar. Um, almost the same right. team. Well, here's the thing. Look at Houston's last two weeks. They 
it took basically fourth quarter collapses for them to lose or tie. They were up 17 on Indianapolis week one, and they kind of just fell apart. Offensively, they couldn't get going. Right. And then against Denver, it really took them kind of scraping out a three-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And then Russell Wilson went, okay, we need to finish this off, and they just kind of did enough to take a win. So you're going to be going in for a tough battle one way or another. Houston's defense has definitely stepped it up, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um Offensively, I don't. I would say Davis Mills. He can get streaky, so don't underestimate him. But also, this isn't going to be Aaron Rodgers you're going against. Um, hell, even their even their backfield. This isn't even going to be Aaron Jones or anything. This should be closer to your level, <laughs> like what you would want to play right now to get a win. Um, they're a rebuilding team. Mm-hmm. They're a scrappy rebuilding team, so this won't be an easy battle, but they're a rebuilding team. Right. Um, you're right. There are a few collapses away from being 2-0 and right now. They could be 2-0. Mm-hmm. and And like you said, David Mills can get hot. And he's – I mean, Justin Fields right now in two, in two weeks, 15 of 28, 191 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Mills is 42 of 75, 417 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Like he's – They've thrown the ball more. He's played better. Um, and it's scary on the stats. Points per game, 14.5 they score for Texans, 14.5 for the Bears as well. Points allowed, Texans give up 18. The Bears give up 18.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, yards is totally flip-flopped. Uh, you could tell the Texans pass more. They averaged 208 yards passing so far in the first two weeks. 78 on the ground. The Bears are 95 through the air, 139 on the ground. That's so, so weird to, to hear a Lovey Smith run team is more pass happy than it is run savvy at this moment in time. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess his time in college kind of made him go, well, maybe I should adapt to what I have. So maybe he's looking at going, well, this is what I have, and this is so this is what we're going to do. In college, it was hard for him to adapt of – this defense doesn't fit the team, so how do how do we adapt it? And I think he was trying to force it again too much. Um, right. And I like Lovey Smith. This is not me like bashing Lovey Smith. Just from a fan looking at the U of I and college, it just didn't work. He is an NFL coach. So I think what he's looking at probably is like, well, I have Mills who can pass. I don't probably don't really have a good run game. This is what we're gonna do. But sure. you're right. It's still hard to see that, and then it's just hard to see the flip flopness. The Bears have 95 yards passing to all these these runs. And the Texans are just flip flopped. But here, here's the thing, though. I, I this is why I think fans are looking at this game in particular now, going, "All right, you've had two games. You had one that was in the rain. We understand that the passing game was a little enigmatic. You had to do, the, you had to run it a little more until you kind of found opportunities. And then against Green Bay, they just got stopped and they had to force, the, had to eventually go to the run to bail out. Mm-hmm. Houston gives up right now, and this has been in decent conditions with both games. They're giving up almost 300 yards a game right now through two games. Personally, if I look, Luke Getze, I'm, I'm pleading here right now. Open, the, just open it up a little more. You know, be, use all the tools at your disposal. This is your next best chance to give some confidence to Justin Fields moving through the season. Houston is, they can leak out. They are, their defense is a little more stingent this year, but there are opportunities there if you let, the playbook get a little more opened up 
So I think this one, if I want to say that they do 20 pass attempts plus in this game. Um, I mean, they can run the ball too on them. Houston also has been giving up 163 a pop through two games. So it's not impossible that they could just stick with the old game plan and win, win it if they want. But there are opportunities in the yards department. They just have to finish drives as well because Houston's been opportunistic at just stalling drives mm-hmm. in these two first games, which is funny. That sounds exactly like Lovey Smith. Ben, don't break. Right. You know, right. keep us in a game. You can give up yards, just don't give up touchdowns. Right. And I, I think you said this, and I might have spaced on it. And I apologize if you did. Like you said, this is the perfect team to try to pass on, like yes. just to see if you can do it. Yeah, like, so far this season, this would be your best chance right now. Right. You know? Before we they start getting into their schedule, um, because if they don't and they rely on this run game, Lovey will figure it out if you give them time because they've already proven they can play tough. Now, I know they've given up leads, mm-hmm. but there's going to come that moment, like you said, where if they're playing tough and it's perfect weather conditions which it's chicago so who knows it was 92 degrees today up here in the suburbs sweating my sweating <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> we're, we're, we're suffering the same down here in indy by the way like oh. high 80s low 90s for today and tomorrow well then so. by friday it's gonna be 62 so i don't know what's going on up here right <laughs> um but we don't know and it could be snowing on sunday i have completely no idea what's gonna happen um but like you said, if, if if they don't open up the playbook this week, we're never going to see it. It's never going to mm-hmm. happen yeah. against them. Um, I was trying to find something on the Bears. I apologize. This is horrible podcasting. I also should say, and this is why I also think passing will be a better option this week than the previous three. Um, yes, the Houston has gotten five sacks over the first two, two games, but you aren't – to me, you're going to be having a less significant pass rush in terms of folks that are going to be terrors on Justin Fields in this one. I mean, sure, Jerry Hughes still is effective, um, but compared to what Green Bay has and especially compared to what San Francisco has at their disposal, again, you should be able to better protect. And, and I also want to stress, I hope that, the, I hope that like we talked in our recap of Green Bay, I hope they just settle on a line and just stick mm-hmm. with it instead of flipping around because i think that's part of your issue too is you keep trying to adapt who you have in mid-game and i don't think that that's just not a good call to me so i i really believe you can against houston you should be have a better chance of getting a better pocket if you want to stick with the pocket passing personally you should be getting more rpo in the in here anyway try and do better jobs with play action or bootleg and if it is bootleg, Justin Fields just has to be better at reading if it's a blown bootleg, you know, right? as we talk. So Houston is the perfect test team this point in the year to see, okay, maybe we aren't, say, at the Packers level, like the litmus test game that we had with Green Bay, but how good are we in terms of a team that's on our level? You know, this is the same style team. To me, Chicago and Houston are both in the same playing field right now. They're both rebuilding. Right. Chicago won't admit it. But they're rebuilding, just like Houston is. So you have two teams that are currently in developmental phases. This is a time to eval as well. Right. I found what I was going to say. I want to make sure I had the right team, right? If you're going to open up the playbook, you have to do it this week and next week because you have the Giants because yep. you have the Vikings right after. And I know we're rebuilding, and people are going to you know, say what they will about this. 
I don't like the tanking thing to get, you know, draft picks. I understand uh, it. But there has to be that competitiveness of these are the next two weeks where we have to open this up. And then we want to be competitive in the division with, with Minnesota. So they have to figure it out these next two weeks. Well, call me crazy, but like, uh, you know, I think Houston, you'll definitely want this week because, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the Giants, uh, they're kind of playing all right right now. Yeah, they are. They they confidence. Confidence is key to all sports. I guess life in general, but sports, confidence and having fun with that offense coming in with their new head coach. If they're having fun and they're confident and they're flying around and Barkley if he's healthy, that's not a team you bat an eyelash at if you're the Bears in the <laughs> in the spot you're at. Well, if you're the Bears' rush defense right now, you definitely don't want to see uh, Saquon Barkley coming up right after Aaron Jones just did what you did what they did to you. No. Um so this is, yeah, I mean, give us a little bit of break. Because, I mean, I know there's a lot of hype around Damian Pierce in Houston when he came out, when he got his uh, start in week one. But, no, they have not been able to lean on that, on the run on their run game as their bread and butter. They've had to throw it. So you should have a little bit of a break. Should right. have right. a bit of a break, you know. But that's also this week for the, the Texans. we got to see this pass rush from the D-line. We have to see them mm-hmm. step up and play better. And figure out confidence. So that defense, with Eberflus being a defensive guy, we'll figure it out. But you have to figure it out before the Giants even. you got to figure that out because Barkley has 236 rushing yards already. Like, right. he's he's feeling good. Daniel Jones even, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, he has 364 passing yards, way more than Justin Fields. So going back to the Texans, if you can't, Pass rush, Mills, you can't get after that def- offensive line. Um, you can't fly around. Uh, are they gonna? Is Gordon going to be attacked more? I think he'll be fine as the year goes on because he's young. But he's got to – like st- people have to step up and be physical with their receivers for the Texans to make Mills force some throws. They have to get pressure. Rokon Smith will be fine. You know, people can get off his back, you know, from mm. his Green Bay game. Um but that's the things they have to do on defense also against the, the Texans. Yeah, def- defensively against the Texans, I mean, it's it's going to be focusing on slowing down their passing attack. And I wonder as well, and I think this is what it worries me now two weeks into, will teams continue to key in on Kyler Gordon mm-hmm. at that point? Because, okay, Rodgers was able to do what he wanted. Now, credit, that's Aaron Rodgers. So you have to kind of go with a little bit of a but, like asterisks on it. It still was Aaron Rodgers. He, he's a master at doing this type of stuff, you know, and credit Matt LaFleur also is a good play caller. I'll admit it finally years later. <laughs> um, but, you know, even that being said, you know, against San Francisco when there was de- decent conditions, that was kind of who they were picking on was Kyle Gordon, one or two of those nicer pass plays that Trey Lance had. So do they do the same thing? Yeah. Does Kyle Gordon learn from Aaron Rodgers and they get better? We need to hope so because – that is going to be probably a focus for teams is they'll see that on tape and go, okay, if this guy can't cover, say, a Brandon Cooks, you know, we can maybe burn him for Brandon Cooks down deep. Or maybe, you know, we can get a few passing routes down and down shallow and do some quick slants and get him off the ball, you know, because they're not going to run as much, I think. They haven't developed that as well. But passing-wise, you know, they can – Davis Mills still can sling it a little bit. He's not a, He's not a star, but – he does for his second year tenure. He plays like a veteran right now, so you know, give him enough opportunities, he can find spaces. Right, that's where the defense with Eberflus has to figure out 
they have to dial up pressure somewhere to allow Gordon to, to you know, pass, uh, defend the pass. And um, they may have to change up the coverages, too, to give him some help. I know he is the help. He's supposed to be over the top. He's supposed to be yeah. doing that things, But they may have to adapt to where maybe he comes down in the box and they do something different, some run invert stuff. I don't know. Um, I wish I had all the film to watch them. I might buy NFL Plus and get the coaches all 2022 film just to do it. That might be me too. I'm look, frankly, I'm looking at it. And I'm just what's holding me back is: Do I want to spend 80 bucks? And then, am I allowed to put it on YouTube? Because I would totally break mm. it down, and I don't know. I wouldn't trust it. I, be, I bet the NFL would knock you for doing that. But I did pay them, so that's where I'm okay. curious. Okay, I see what you're doing. I'm just wondering, you know. That, that would I wouldn't be I'd be going I don't know I'm a little safer I guess but you know I'd love to hear your experiment yeah I, <laughs> I'd love to hear your experiment I'll take that because it'd be really cool right now to pull up the film and show what I'm talking about so I need to figure out a way to get NFL rights to the film I gotta figure that out but I'll, I'll we'll see we'll see if we can find that you know but yes, I, I I'm close to buying that. Getting the all 2022 film, I'm all about it. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, looking at um, looking at Houston again. So one thing that is a good sign, um, Houston's been giving up three sacks a game right now. So again, there's opportunities, and this is a rebuilding team mm-hmm. as well. They're gonna have, you know, they'll have some flaws still, and I think they didn't really invest. I'm aware of as much in the line on their end. Um, so Mills, there's opportunities to stall drives through, you know, getting a Robert Quinn speed sack. Travis Gibson showed up last week at two sacks on Aaron Rodgers. He did a great job there. You know, there's guys they can get opportunities to get pressure in this one. So take that. Yep. And then beyond Brandon Cooks, uh, Nico Collins, I guess. There's not too much depth receiver-wise for Houston beyond Cooks. I mean, O.J. Howard had a good week one, but he wasn't really present week two. Um, I mean, Rex Burkhead, sometimes out of the backfield, you know, sometimes a scat back, I guess. But there's only, really Brandon Cooks will be your main target for Houston right now. That That's their their big yep. star. Yep. Um, we, we need that from defense. We need Robert Quinn to be Robert Quinn. We need all those guys to step up. Um, then offensively, I think we already said it, like, and I totally blanked on this, and you probably said it, and I apologize because I'm getting old. We already talked about it. I forget that Tevin Jenkins also, they're putting him at tackle and guard. They keep, like, flip-flopping it well, from positions. Was, well, well, it's not just like Lucas Patrick. That's why. Because Patrick, they keep moving, and they put Jenkins in. Yeah, and then... But then they flip Jenkins back over. Like Again, th- this should not be happening in a regular season environment. No. So no. Th- this is this is silly to me. Like, I find that this whole process of them evaluating these two, or evaluating Jenkins right now, is silly as all God. Come, being an old line coach, it's hard. You want the same starting five to get a rhythm, so they can communicate and get to know each other, and like know how to block and you know figure things out. When you put a guy at right guard, and then okay, now you're gonna put him at right tackle, and now you're gonna put him at left tackle. Trust me, I've done it. I've had injuries where I've had to do it. It's horrible because now you're asking – the blocking scheme doesn't change. It's the same thing, just 
to the other side, but now you're talking about changing up the footwork. You're talking about doing this. You're talking about different angles. You're talking about, well, I'm in the trenches and I'm going against a big guy. Now you're putting me out of the tackle. Why do I go against a speed guy? Like things happen and they happen quick. Mm-hmm. And we said on the Packers one, if one guy is better, you have to play that person. If you're indecisive, play the better person. Until that person beats them out in practice, like if Jenkins comes into practice and just does better, then you play him. Then if he's struggling in the game, you take him out and put the other guy in. But then don't turn around and be like, well, now you got to put him back in. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, so I apologize if you said that already, but I wanted to reiterate that. Like, I for totally blanked that it was two positions, which makes it worse. It's not just taking him out, putting a guy in. It's you're going to go here, then he goes here, then we'll put another guy in, he goes here. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? The old line struggling yeah. enough. That needs to be. I hope that they don't keep doing this. Like it, it can't go the whole season like that. It, no, you know, it's it's impossible. No, to do that all year. Need that to be cleaned up. We need to see Montgomery and Herbert and a lot of action stuff. They need to get some touches and and lots of yards. Um, and Komet's got to step up. I know they're probably using the block, but he needs to have some big time catch. Sunday, mm-hmm. big time catch, touchdown pass, or some twenty yard run, or something. He needs something to like get him going. People are writing him off too. They're calling him Notre Dame trash and all this stuff. Like he can't catch, and you know that needs to happen. Um, yeah. Did we miss anything? We covered a lot there because similar teams. Um, I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty similar. Not even stat wise, but honestly, just again, it's. They're they're both rebuilding as much as, like I said, front office of the Bears won't admit it, but they are. This is a rebuilding team. So, um, yeah, I think really litmus test game, um, an opponent that is winnable but scrappy. Lovey Smith's going to get have his guys ready to fight come Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think that's about. I think that about covers. I'm ready to make a pick. Quite frankly, you go ahead and make your pick because. You have the positive vibe. See, I could sit here right now and say, we're losing 20 to nothing. This is what's going to happen. But okay. you bring in the positive vibe, which helps me think about it. I think, and I know I, it would be easy for me to continue my negative energy but <laughs> from last week, but I actually do see Chicago winning this. Um, reason being is that I think the Bears' defense, for the most part, you know, yeah, the run defense was horrible last week, but – they are in a favorable scenario where things are matching up. They Houston hasn't been able to establish the run game in in their previous two matchups, and I think passing-wise they should be able to keep contained enough what Houston has to offer. Honestly, if they can lock down Brandon Cooks, I think that they're able to do what they want here mm-hmm. and slow down Houston enough uh, to get a win. And on the offensive side of the ball, sure, Lovey Smith has a bend-don't break, but it's not a Bears-level bend-don't break from 06 or like or 2011 where yeah it'll mostly stop you for not scoring a TD they'll be able to get some opportunities to get touchdowns where they can win this one out I do think that neither team breaks I do think at least one team won't break 20 points um, and it's going to be a lowish scoring affair give me Chicago 20 to 13 on this one it'll be a seven it'll be a one possession victory for them uh, they'll feel good about it um, I don't think it'll be pretty uh, I don't see it where it's like that breakout, like 
what we thought Mitch Trubisky had against the Bucks type of game, like back in 2018. But do give me a win. It'll be a feel good for Justin Fields somewhat, and the Bears will have enough talent to where they should be able to beat the Texans on this on Sunday. All right, Zach's got the Bears twenty to thirteen. <clears throat> I think this will be a good slash ugly game, and what I mean by that is both teams are going to bend and they won't break, so it's going to look nice. Like, oh, here's a big play here, here's a big play here, something happens here, good drive, something like that. Um, I think the Bears will get back to their run game because of the success they had in the first quarter and then at the end of the game versus the Packers. I think that's a wake-up call of, oh, we do have David Montgomery, we do have Herbert. You know, we could get play actions off of it if we start establishing this. This O-line situation, maybe they start adding in what I call the barge, where they put in another lineman or two more linemen and just, just start doing that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, what do I know? I'm just a lonely high school coach. What do I know about that? Um, <laughs> but I don't see I, – I have a bad feeling that we're still going to see the same struggles in this game from Justin Fields. I feel like we're going to see similar struggles. Um, I do think this is a game where maybe Gordon steps up and gets more confidence. Maybe they'll give him some help and coverage. I think you'll see tweaks. Um, playbook open up. I'm with you. I think it's a low-scoring game. Um, I'm going to go Chicago with the win only because I think the run game for them will be better than the Texans. I do think the Texans will try. I think them watching Green Bay will say, you know what, we're going to try this and try to run the ball. But I have Chicago winning 17-14, to being a low-scoring affair, coming down to three points. Um, you know, the Bears could march down the field and kick a field goal to win. They could be up 17 to 7 and Texans score and all that stuff. So it's Chicago 17 14. We'll still see the same struggles, unfortunately. I think, I think it's just who we, who they're going to be this year. Every announcer has talked about it. The Bears will take lumps this year. It's been talked about. It's rebuilding. We have so much money in the bank for next year. That's what it's talked about. But, It'll be a tough, hard-hitting game with Lovey and Eberflus, two defensive guys going at it. Um, but, yeah, Chicago 17 to 14 Fair with enough. that. I think, yeah, should be a win. I, I don't see why they couldn't get this one. Um, you know, Houston, they're not a slouch this year uh, per se, but there's openings here. Chicago should be able to should get this It's on Soldier Field. If they don't win against Houston – uh, that better puts, I think, perspective on how much more needs to be developed for Chicago. Simple as that. Um, I mean, the Texans are on the same level, even mostly on the statistical basis right now. So, you know, we'll see. But I think this is a win for them. If they don't win, I'm buying a Mitch Trubisky jersey and wearing it next time. Just hey, you so can get you those know. for cheap now, too. Probably get those for cheap. A Bears one? Yeah, I could probably find one. Oh, yeah, Bears one. No, don't go buy a Steelers or Bills one. <laughs> Actually, could you even find a Bills one without, like, going to a Chinese website? <laughs> I mean, it could say virus. I'm still going to click on it to buy it if I can get a Mitch Trubisky jersey. <laughs> of, course. of course. Hey, I am the – to end this, I am the curse of the jersey, and here's what I mean. I got a Brandon Marshall jersey way back when, like, okay. and then a couple months later, bye-bye, he was traded. And I was like, well, that sucks. Mm. Then I got a Cleo Mack jersey, the 100-year anniversary one. Oh, no. Yeah. And bye-bye. Get you traded. 
worst anniversary year ever. Yeah, but it was a nice jersey. Yeah, it was. That patch is nice. Actually, I got I got a I got one for the uh, first thirty year ninety thirty six jersey one. I just haven't put the patch on yet. It's sitting right here oh. at my house. I got to get that bad boy uh, stitched or glued on. Yes, sir. What's your other curse though? You got you, you have one more curse. You said right? No, it was those two. Uh, just those two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I have a Derrick Rose jersey, but I think that was not the year he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, what could I have, have a, been? I have a Kobe Bryant jersey. Okay. Uh, I won off of Kelsey and them's giveaway for their thing jersey. I got a Justin Herbert one. I won that one, which is nice. Baby blue Chargers one. It's nice. I have a Patrick Kane jersey from years and years ago. Okay. Okay. Uh... I think that's it. I just have a normal Cubs one. Yeah, no curses. It's just Bears. The Bears, I am cursed with jerseys. So I thought about this to end this. If I don't want Justin Fields no more, I'll just go get his jersey, and then here in a couple months, something will happen, and he'll go away. <laughs> no, give it time. Don't, don't go buy the jersey yet. Give it a little more. He gets three years. About year three, if nothing's changed, mm-hmm. I'm going to go – I know someone that can give me the jersey for half off. I have my ways, and I'm going to go get it and go away. Yeah, look, give it, give it a. Here, here's the thing, and this is even for Bears fans out there. Give it, give it this year. Going next year because here's because it is a developmental year. Give it till year three, in my opinion, when you can spend and give him pretty much hopefully whatever arsenal he wants on that side of the ball, and then whatever they can buy on defense plus the draft. Like 2023, they've been they've been teasing as 2023 is the year Chicago's back. Mm-hmm. So if next year things are really off the rails and they've spent a ton of money and they draft and it's not looking good, yeah, sure, maybe you go buy that curse and maybe we go talk about moving on because that's really kind of when the make or break is, if I'm being honest. So we yeah. We get prepared to be the Arlington Bears. That's what's going to happen. We'll get prepared to be the Arlington Bears. There you go. And the Chicago slap an, Jaguars. Slap an A on that helmet. Then the Jackson, or then the Chicago Jaguars will come Chicago to town. Jaguars. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, all right. Well, Zach, thanks for coming back, talking about the Bears. Again, hopefully weekly thing here, as long as my schedule allows. We just we just wait and see. Um for recaps and previews and all that good stuff. Uh, it's fun to talk Chicago Bears each week. That's, uh, it's been sad. Never mind. I was going to say, be happy, but it's been sad. <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been sad, but you know, we'll, we'll make it through. Let's, let, let's get that win. Win number two, we'll get back to the hap, to the happy old trail. And then trade for Jimmy G next year. All right, we got to, we got to. <laughs> QB competition, baby, 2023. <laughs> and I will not buy a Jimmy G jersey because of the curse. I will not do it. <laughs> no. God. Oh, God. All right, Zach, uh, thanks for coming back. We both got Bears winning. Uh, we'll be back for a Chicago Bears recap versus the Texans next week. Um, until then, thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will see you next time.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.